0: Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Hi, Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I'm excited to have a new interview with an online client today, Mackenzie. Mackenzie has a really unique story to share. I mean, it's common, I think, to some of you, um, but the way she's worked with the Tummy Team is a little bit less traditional than some of our clients, and so I asked her to um, join me and share her story. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. So, give us a little bit of your history. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Well, um, I am um, mom of two. Uh, my youngest is five months old, and my daughter uh, is three. Um, so, I'm I'm a busy mom in the throes of you know that time of my life. I am um, an occupational therapist by nature, so. Um, I am, you know,
0: you, on that are road. Are you staying home now? Or are, you, just, not, are you still
1: working? No, I'm still working. Um, okay. Yeah. Just, just changed to, um, school-based, um, from more of like an orthopedic setting. So I, I'm, you know, learning a new job as well. Um, and so, yeah, just a busy life.
0: Yeah. Cool. So you, um, tell us a little bit about your pregnancies. Um, and birth recoveries tell us about the first one and the second one and kind of when when in that process you started looking for help and you found the tummy team all
1: right well not to make us you know I'll try to keep my story relatively short because I feel like there's lots of twists and turns but um so yeah I had my um I had my daughter in 2018 um Going into um, her pregnancy, I was extremely fit. Um, I had a a relatively um, uh, uncomplicated pregnancy. Uh, um, Around 30 weeks, I found out she was breech, um, which was not a big deal at the time. The day before I was supposed to go in for um, the scheduled version, She flipped on her own, Um, and so at that time, that was kind of all that mattered. I didn't really know much else about um, like baby positioning or anything like that. To me, it was well, she's head down, and that's all that matters. So um, I went.
0: A big, a big
1: big helpful part. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but yes. Um, So I went into labor on my own. I um, I birthed with midwives, so I. went in, I mean, in, um, uh, in comparison to, I guess, what you'd consider normal labor and delivery, it was quick. It was like six hours from start to finish. Um, but the pushing phase was brutal. Um, she ended up coming out um, posterior. So she was facing the wrong way. And she came out with a hand up by her head. So I had to stretch, um, obviously, a couple extra inches. And so, Um, the pushing phase, me bearing down was just, I mean, it was extended, you know, just, I, no one knew why it was taking her so long to get out. Um, And when she came out with her hand and her arm up by her head, that was obviously why. So um, I tore in multiple, multiple spots with her. And then recovery was just, it was just kind of, it was rough because I just, between all the bearing down and everything, like my pelvic floor was just a mess. So um, being in the profession that I'm in, I mean, I was aware that I needed to, you know, keep an eye on it. I knew that pelvic floor PT was a thing. So I, um, at around eight weeks postpartum, I sought out a pelvic floor PT and I went in for a few sessions and, um, I, I didn't have a great experience. Um, I went in and, um, just to give a little context for those who aren't in the um, therapy world, it's like uh, they do manual muscle testing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go from zero being absolutely no activation of a muscle to five being, you know, you can hold it against gravity and you have good strength. And um, when I first went in, mine was at um, a one minus. So it was a little bit better than nothing, but not great. Uh So um, the PT, I don't know if she just didn't really want to deal with it or what, but she um, prescribed me like um, an internal um, stim, an e-stim device. So Uh it was this program where you, you know, inserted this stim machine into your um, vagina basically. And it brought you through like a series of workouts and you got feedback on like a little um, screen to tell Mm -hmm. you kind of um,
0: how you were doing. Were you able to use it almost like biofeedback where you could tell if you were engaging the muscles or was it more of a muscle stimulating, trying to stimulate the muscles kind of for you?
1: It was both. So it would stimulate the muscles for me for a period of time. And then I would have to do it on my own and I would see feedback you know on the machine. And so I thought I was doing great being a therapist myself. I was very religious with what I was supposed to be doing and you know I was getting great feedback and um I went in like I don't know how many weeks later. However however long she wanted to be to go a couple weeks later and she plugged in the device before checking me and was like, "Oh my gosh, like you're going to max out on this soon. Like it's great." And then she actually checked like manual muscle tests of me again and I hadn't progressed at all. So it turns out I didn't actually know how to Kegel around, you know, the device.
0: That's important information because there's a lot of people that will say, oh, biofeedback, biofeedback. You know, these devices, all of these like technical devices out there. um, It's very easy to trick a biofeedback machine because Mm -hmm. your glute muscles, your inner thigh muscles are far bigger. Than those internal muscles. And you can squeeze the wrong muscle and make that dial move. So it's not foolproof. It's not, it's not the holy grail. That's not the and well, as you know, we'll talk more, but you know, that one way to engage your pelvic floor is not the only way your pelvic floor works. And it also can lead to a whole bunch of other muscle imbalances in those, in those muscles. And I'm not anti-Kegel. I'm just anti-ineffective Kegel for the wrong reason. Just like I'm not really anti-crunch. Just crunches are ineffective and, and use the wrong muscles that you don't need to be using. So it's a waste of your time, not just a waste, but it's... It it's it's actually creating a muscle imbalance that now we're going to have to treat that as well and yeah and it's so frustrating because you were I mean it's not like you didn't have other things to be doing with your time you had a baby yes. you know and you're working and yep. you know and you're being religious about something that's so discouraging okay sorry. yeah and I mean
1: I I think that I you know I think I was actually probably bearing down more than anything and that's probably what was you know,
0: that with pushing your baby out.
1: <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> so um I went, you know, when she saw that um, you know, I had made no progress essentially, um, she jacked up the stem even more and sent me on my way. And um I I did about maybe one or two sessions with that, and it was so painful because there was so much stimulation there, and I just To me, it wasn't worth the money to even go back to have her turn it back down. Like it was just, I was done with
0: that. You know, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, as a therapist, you're probably thinking, okay, she looked at this device and it said one thing. She checked me and it said something else. I don't understand why she would continue to work with the device because clearly your body is cheating the device. Your body is not functioning well. So more of something wrong doesn't make it better. It's just more of something wrong. Correct.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. So
0: so uh, (laughs) caught up. And come uh, on, people. Yeah. So
1: so after that, I mean, I kind of was like, all right, I I need to figure something else out because this isn't working. Um, I you know at the same time, I I don't know how 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 long postpartum I would be at that time, but I'm I would consider myself an athlete, so it's like I wanted to get back into. My working out and I wanted to get back into all that stuff. So I just kind of started getting back into that I was having lots of um, still lots of pelvic floor symptoms, I was having lots of heaviness, I was having mixed incontinence, you know, so anytime I do jumping, I I mean, just anything I, I was leaking all the time. And it was extremely frustrating. But at the same time, I was like, well, I tried the, the pelvic floor PT route and it didn't work. And I can't just put my life on hold and just wait for this to get better because, you know, I, whatever. So
0: um, I... what happens is, and, and the way you said it kind of, it sounds like, oh, you know, screw it, I'm just going to go forward, which there is a part of us that says that. But I think the bigger thing that we need to recognize and acknowledge is that there is a part of your life, an important part of your life that was active and strong and it was a part of your identity and you were doing whatever you could to get back to that you weren't trying to be careless and reckless and you know stubborn you were just like okay I've been an athlete in the past and a lot of times our athlete athletic mindset is like I've achieved a lot of things just by trying harder just by working harder and um unfortunately this isn't usually the right way to do is but we don't know that I did the same thing in so many areas of rehab in my life and I'm a physical therapist so I have the PT mindset and I have the athlete mindset and then I have my own stubborn like I can figure this out (laughs) thing and sometimes we have to kind of step back and go okay I maybe need to look at the rehab mindset maybe rehab portions that I don't know, you know, like there's people out there that know parts of rehab that I don't know and there's gotta be something going on here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, so eventually, um, yeah, I just I kind of continued on my daughter turned, you know, one and a half, two, two and a half, or probably not two and a half. She turned two and then I got pregnant with my son. Um kind of Uh, shortly after she turned two so still hadn't found a solution I was still dealing with all of the same you know um issues that I had been um and um I'm a researcher by nature so I you know was still researching online I was listening to podcasts and I found a um a podcast with um uh I cannot think of what her name is from fit to be um yeah. yeah. Um, she was mm-hmm. being interviewed on a podcast episode that I was listening to and, um, she had mentioned the tummy team and that she was, you know, partnered with you guys. And so I was like, well, I'll check it out, you know? And, um, so I, I researched, um, you guys for a while. Um, cause I'm, it's like, while I'm one who's willing to try different things, I'm also just not one to like see something and then just instantly like, you know, spend the right. money and go for it. So, Um, I know I had reached out, I had sent you an email, Kelly, before I had enrolled in any of the courses, just saying, this is my background, you know, this is, and you had suggested the floor, the floor, your core um, course, and so I, I went for it, and um, I was around five months pregnant um, when I started that, and, um, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I don't know. Do you want me to keep going with this well, well this is what's interesting is that usually when people are five months pregnant, um, our my recommendation is prenatal core training, right? I think, okay, we need to look at, you know, preparing the core and the pelvic floor for the demands of pregnancy and working on the coordination and disassociation of the core and pelvic floor in anticipation of pushing the baby out and, you know, prepare for the birth recovery. And, and that's kind of how our core foundations goes through five months pregnant. That's the, that's usually the time that a lot of people start. Um, so the, so we, we also have core foundations and we also have floor of your core core foundations is when you're not pregnant, the core rehab process and often birth re, birth, birth recovery, um, And then we have floor of your core, which is, uh, it it takes the core um, education, but then it really kind of like a tree kind of goes off in branches of different parts of pelvic floor stuff, like from pelvic pain to incontinence, to prolapse, to intimacy issues, to constipation issues, all of those pieces. And so a lot of times, um, a lot of the pelvic floor stuff that we see with With new moms are related to core. They're related to core stuff, so we usually say let's let's address the core and see what actually happens with your pelvic floor. And if we still have lingering pelvic floor stuff, then we have more things to do. Pelvic floor work is emotional. It's mentally exhausting. It's um, a little detail oriented, and so people have to be in kind of the right headspace for it. And sometimes we can get a lot of work done without you know, working on all the stuff around it. But for you, and I've got to think that the reason we went floor of your core with you is that maybe you had several different things going on. You had already had a a certain amount of awareness of your body. Mm -hmm. And like, this was what was like, you know, your dominating symptoms were all pelvic floor related. So we went that way. So so you start floor of your core while you're pregnant. Yes. Lots of stuff to think about, and it's not your yep. first pregnancy. Um how do how do the cool thing is the beginning part of all of our courses starts out kind of the same. Everybody needs to know anatomy. Everybody needs to know alignment. Everybody needs to know where your transverse abdominis is and the core muscles are, regardless of all the other things going on. That is the foundation that we start everybody at. So that stuff would be similar if not you know, not exactly the same, but similar, um, in, if you did prenatal core. So tell me kind of, as you started the course, how it went for you, what were your initial, initial kind of experience with it?
1: I loved it. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I just, I really loved being able to do the course, um, out of my own home, you know, I mean, it is self-paced, but yet you do have a timeline. So, I mean, it that, you know, was motivation to get it done. I wasn't planning on not doing it because I really wanted to get this figured out before my next labor and delivery. You know, mm-hmm. I, my biggest fear was, you know, having my second child and it being, like, way worse. I don't know how it could have possibly been much worse than it was at the time, but that was my fear. And so, um, yeah, I, I felt like it was all really intuitive. Um, you know, it was explained the
0: education component of it was that it feels empowering, right. To get that education, even as somebody that has a certain amount of this background, like yourself, I, I feel like sometimes, um, in, in our rehab training, we learn about anatomy and physiology, and then we learn about dysfunction and how to treat dysfunction. But I think what's sometimes missing in our education is how healthy anatomy and physiology is often the treatment for dysfunction. And and not thinking, okay, this is what it looks like when it's normal, and this is what it looks like when it's unhealthy, and these are the treatment strategies. Instead, thinking of, okay, this is what normal looks like and what normal function um, is, and this is where I'm at. And what piece, of, how do I get from here to back to here? Yes. Instead of just thinking, okay, I need to know biofeedback. I need to know how to do a Kegel. It's really a bigger picture than that. And I, I feel like that's what has resonated so much with the clients and the professionals that do this. They're like, oh, I just, I know this information, but I never put it together like that. And it feels very intuitive to put it together like that it's not like I'm telling you to do something you have to learn something so foreign it it's like oh well that makes sense
1: (laughs) well another thing that was more intuitive to me than other you know because I mean there are like other things you can find online to help work your pelvic floor blah 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 but it's like another thing I loved about this program is how you just incorporated the things into daily life so it's like I'm busy. I had a toddler running around. I'm pregnant. I'm also working. And like a lot of these things, like um, I could do, you know, some of the exercises at work and I could do them while I'm driving. And like, you know, it just, I feel like that's a a hard thing or it was a hard thing too, because it's like, I want to get, I also want to get my workout in, but then it's like, I always found it hard to be like, I'm going to do my workout and then I'm going to also dedicate another 15 or 20 or 25 minutes to do like pelvic floor specific stuff. Like it just never really flowed with my lifestyle. Um, but the way that this course did it, it, you know,
0: it, it, and that's it, my mindset and good. my approach. Like my, my uh, background before I did this work was in brain injury and stroke rehab. NDT type stuff really, and I was in a functional, uh, uh return to a le- uh, community focus. Mm-hmm. Like that was like taking people back out into the community, making things very functional. And then I did some home health as well, which is all about making it real for people. Yeah. Like, uh, and so, and then, and then there's my own personality where I'm the worst PT patient ever because I will not lay down and do that because my floor is dirty and, and yeah. I distracted by having to clean my floor, floor And, yeah. you know, um, and, and, or I can't do that exercise because I don't have a wall like that. I can do that on. So I was very intentional about how, if I could do it, anybody could do it. If I'll commit to this, anybody can do it. So that's the first side of it. Like I want to make it doable. But the second side of it is, These are functional, support, structural, postural muscles. And so getting really good at a laying down exercise is not necessarily going to translate to me squatting and picking up the laundry basket. So we need to make it functional. We need to make it realistic and show and, and bridge that gap. And I see this in rehab and I see it in fitness where people get very strong at the rehab exercise or at a certain fitness exercise but it does not translate into the functional strength that they need for real life. And so then what are we even doing this for? You know, right. like why are we doing that? So it it helps people be more successful for sure, but it's also how our body is designed you know, to use these muscles. You're doing more squeezes of your pelvic floor is not the design of your pelvic floor. There's nothing you do that would just squeeze your kegel all day long. You know, that's not the function of the muscle. Um, so, okay, so you start in the course and you're able to do it. It's sometimes also hard to do some of the pelvic floor stuff when you're getting further along in your pregnancy cuz the weight of everything makes it a little bit harder to access weak muscles but we started early enough on in your pregnancy that you could connect to the right muscle and you could do kind of some of these strategies through your pregnancy you felt that way
1: oh yeah i mean um at full term i um i felt stronger than i had like since before my daughter was born um, you know, having a yeah, a full term, you know, big belly. It's like my pelvic floor felt
0: much better. Yeah, it did.
1: Um, another thing, you know, that was huge, not only for my pelvic floor but um, for my labor and delivery as well. Is the whole um, postural alignment, you know, all that stuff. So what I was saying earlier about how, um, yes, my daughter was head down, but I didn't really realize any of the other like um, baby positioning, you know, thing, things. Um, So while I was pregnant with my son, I kind of was like, how can I prevent him from being posterior as well? How can I get him into a better position? And it's like all of the same stuff that you do to work on your core um you know not slouching on the couch like sitting upright sitting with good posture that was all the same stuff that i needed to do to get my son into a um yeah. good position that
0: um, neutral mom alignment is optimal fetal alignment it's the yes. win win
1: yeah, and so you know, no one ever talks about that. Like it, you it's know, it's, it's totally
0: doable, right? Like it's yeah. it's not, it's not handstands in the swimming pool, which is kind of what I had to do to flip my baby. You know, yeah, <laughs> oh, I
1: tried that too. It didn't work, but
0: I did try. that. <laughs> it's not that. It's it's setting things up um, for where is the most room in your pelvis when for baby to, to reside and become comfortable and for your uterus to, to align it when your pelvis and your rib cage are lined up or one, one's yes. tucked under when yes. it's tucked under, then, you know, it kind of has to fall into whatever pockets available and it's not right. the right. pocket.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I I was religious. I don't think I sat on the couch like my like after starting that course, like I don't think I sat on the couch a single time. Like I would watch TV in a, you know, a, t- a dining room chair, or I'd sit on the yoga ball or you know whatever. I mean, I was I was religious and he
0: was I did a lot of kind of crisscross applesauce sitting in front yes. of the couch, or on the couch with a back support, like a pillow yeah. behind me, but my bum yeah. all the way back. And and I know people listening to this are like, "What? I could never do that." What happens is once you start strengthening your body, you actually crave that position. Yeah. The other position that you thought was all cozy and comfy starts to feel like, "Oh, that's what's causing me pain." Yes. And yes. once you get that, you know I'm the worst person in the world to go couch furniture shopping with because everybody wants to sit on the cozy couch. I said, that feels comfortable in the store. Yeah. Imagine sitting there for 45 minutes. Yes. It's not going to feel comfortable. And you're going to have this couch for 20 years. So let's get yes. one. Firm. <laughs> you can always add comfort with some pillows. Yes. You know, but get the firm connection um, to set yourself up. Yeah. 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 So I I
1: mean, and with him, I, um, I mean, he was. He was head down and in like that LOA like that perfect position. I mean seriously from like 24 weeks on. I mean he would rotate a little bit here and there but um he he was in amazing positioning and um I almost gave birth to him in the car. So like that's how good you know that's how like yeah.
0: Everything was, set yeah, up.
1: everything was. Yeah. I mean, I, we, you know, I went into labor. We, we did have about an hour drive to um, get to the birthing center, but I mean, I, I literally walked into the door and they had steps to get up to the birthing room and I gave birthright on the steps there. Like, oh, I gosh. mean, we, you know, but I mean, it's just, it goes to show that like i mean he you know the positioning and like my strength and my um connection like to yeah. my pelvic floor and everything i mean it was just so much more um effective than when my daughter you know was born right,
0: right. so and it's an efficiency and so you know in a in a birth that goes fast like that sometimes that's another level of trauma because yeah. all this stuff goes so fast it feels a little out of control um and you know, there's almost this this hyperactive ejection reflex where your body is yeah. just like pushing the baby out. So that can yeah. be a little scary. Um, when you were when the baby was being pushed out, did you feel like you even had to push, or did you feel like you just had to be in the right position and your body was doing the pushing? Did you get that um, that disassociation core in, relax the pelvic floor, or was this just kind of happening on its own volition? It was kind of just happening.
1: I mean, we uh, when I I was in labor like most of the day with him Um and then it was like one in the morning and it was like well maybe we should get going like I just didn't want to like go all the way there and then have them send you know send me home and kind of as soon as we got in the vehicle like something switched and about like halfway there my water broke and my body just started pushing and yeah. so like, I'm gonna give birth in the car like I mean like my husband I mean he was driving like 100 miles an hour, like literally to get there. And so um, I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. Like there was no like controlling it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not everybody's experience. But you can see for yourself, you already your first pregnancy was very fast for a first delivery. um, And what slowed you down was the baby, the alignment and the pushing and what kind of traumatized your pelvic floor. So did you have because it was so fast? Did you have some tearing the second time around? I did.
1: Um, it, so with my daughter, I tore um, like kind of internally and then I tore like up top as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my son, um, I, I also tore internally, but um, I, it just, the recovery just was okay. Like it,
0: Well, it was, it, you know, sometimes when it's fast like that, there is some tearing or sometimes when you have a previous tear that wasn't actually that long ago. There can be some some kind of tearing in that same area or around the same area, but the difference is because you had um, we 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 say the word connection a lot, but really what connection is is blood flow and nerve innervation is what that is, is you were aware of that muscle and using it functionally throughout your day, not doing kegels all day long, but using your body functionally, that you had healthy blood flow, which brings in nutrition and healthy sensation, which helps you feel what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. So you're not just like blindly pushing into a a kind of tender area. And that's what allows healing to happen a lot more effectively and a lot faster. You know, the tissues are not inert. They're not, you know, that you are aware of what's going on there. So, and you're now empowered by just even just mentally and emotionally, you're in a different headspace because you're not feeling this hopelessness and this like uh, I don't even know what to do down there. You had you you had some, some success. You knew where to go for that, and I I really feel like that hope component um, is is underrated. It's super important. When people don't have hope and they are living in that despair, that that negative energy really does interfere with people's ability to to move forward. But when you know, oh you know, there's a step by step process back to this, I just need to take the steps. And then we'll get back. That's really empowering. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, and I mean, you know, after he was born, I mean, I think it was within the first week, I mean, I was doing like some, you know, deep core activations. And like, I mean, I was, you know, I wasn't like exercising or anything, but I was just starting to like, bring that awareness back, you know, Yeah. yeah, just to kind of get things going again. And I mean,
0: Um, and that's what we tell people. We're not like having you exercise. I'm a, a strong believer in that fourth trimester and really understanding, but that doesn't mean we do nothing because it's not like you don't still stand up and go to the bathroom. It's not like you don't pick up your baby. You, your body still has work to do, but it's how, what we're doing. It's like nurturing movement. It's, it's intentional, um, connection to the right muscles. It's, feeling and massaging and and breathing and supporting and put aligning yourself in a way that your body is is creating opportunities for healing to occur that already naturally wants to occur but we're not impeding it um okay so because you did floor of your core instead of core foundations and prenatal core one of the things that we include in prenatal core and is in the beginning of Core Foundations. I don't think it's in Florida Core, but maybe it is. Is um kind of a series of videos and education on what we call newborn parenting postures, setting up the environment for. I think there were maybe a couple. Were there a couple videos there? I think there were. Yeah, Yeah. because honestly, creating an environment that supports and and promotes optimal alignment with the newborn with all of those chronic repetitive movements is such a huge huge part of the the healing process did you intuitively kind of see what you needed to do there or or you had some resources along the way that helped you with that
1: um I mean after going through um the course I
0: I had kind of like prepared my environment yeah I mean yeah, yeah. and I think some of that is your OT background I, I mean yes. I'm sure this is all kind of you know, going into that, like the, the functional, um, environmental piece that these are so good at. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So now we're postpartum and we shortly after you delivered, we had released our new core smart fitness transition course. And we asked a handful of people to you know, to sign up to review it. And you were one of the people that agreed to do that. Now you did that, how you decided to do that pretty, pretty early postpartum in my perspective, where we really yeah. kind of
1: that. I, I was going to look at how I think I was around like seven
0: weeks postpartum. Wow. That, that is I not typical, that not the typical path because we don't usually have people starting out exercise usually people are just starting their rehab journey but you felt like you had been doing rehab all along right from prior to the birth all through your birth recovery and so you felt not like old athletic power through mentality but you felt like in tune with your body enough to feel like okay I can I can try this
1: yes Uh, um and it really was my intention this postpartum I mean after like unintentionally like just kind of destroying my pelvic floor even more you know in my postpartum recovery last time like I didn't try but it is just what happened it, I did it it's what happened that was part of your story yeah. yeah like after you know after going through all that I mean it was it was my goal I mean even before I had the opportunity to go through course more fitness it was my goal just to ease into it or just be smart about it. Like listen, I mean, listening to my body was like my goal. If I am having um, pelvic floor symptoms, like I need to just not push through it. Like it's just my body's way of telling me to knock it off.
0: And one, one thing to say that it's one thing to say that. And it's another thing when you start entering the exercise fitness world to think, where do I even start? Like everything is going to, everything feels like it's causing a symptom. Like, where yeah. do I even start? And so, the concept behind our Core Smart Fitness course was basically it, it really addresses multiple people's needs, but it was basically taking people out of the rehab phase, whether that was core, uh, core foundation, floor of your core, or prenatal core, and taking them step by step back into fitness in a really intentional way. But it also was for people that maybe had muscle memory from exercising too aggressively or powering through stuff. Or maybe it's also good for people that are scared to exercise at all because they've had injury. Or maybe it's also for people that have never really been an exerciser. And they're like, I don't even know where to begin. So yeah. it really meets a niche for a lot of people. And, and it starts off um, pretty basic, but also not too basic, not boring,
1: not like, no, not boring at all. I mean, I, I did, I'll be honest. I did have, I kind of had to struggle through my mentality a little bit. Like I'm not doing like high intensity, you know, yeah. stuff right now. like, but um, yeah, at you the remind time, yourself,
0: I'm going to be smart. I'm going to exactly, be smart. It's okay exactly, to start out that. with little pieces. It, I know, yes. I know. Like
1: it, it was what I needed at the time. I mean, especially being so newly postpartum. But even even not postpartum though, you know, it just yeah, it was you what my body.
0: trained. You needed to retrain how you did fitness because yes. I think the missing piece that that Core Smart Fitness um seems to to be be providing people is taking that alignment that you felt really confident in into your workout taking breath. that breath into each exercise taking that connection to the core and the pelvic floor into coordination and and different arm movements and mm-hmm. slowing it down and then speeding it up and and getting upper body and lower body and doing all of these things in a way that makes sense and 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 the other thing that a, a friend of mine who who did the course said she goes I love that there's a reason I'm doing everything. I felt like you know I'm doing this because this is going to help my upper back. I'm doing this because this is going to help you know this component. It felt like very purposeful.
1: Yes. Well, and not to mention, I mean, as a nursing mom, I always said this in my reviews every week, but like, you know, all of the like pec stretches and stuff, I mean, they were all just heavenly. Like, you you know, you you don't realize, I mean, you can sit with as good a posture as you want, but no matter how great you're sitting or how much you're set up, you are, there is still an element of. Slouching forward, or you know, yeah. the hunching of the shoulders. I mean, you're not yeah. holding a baby, it just
0: yeah, like that. Those, those, um, chest openers and alignment thing for the upper body that's everybody that's at a computer right now, everybody yes. that's on a phone, that's everybody that sits in a car. Everybody that has kids that they're looking down at all day. I mean, you know, like everything yes. brings us down and forward, creating opportunities that are kind of opening us up and elongating us, and and feeling that. So, so the way Core Smart Fitness works for people that are unfamiliar with this type of course is, I um, filmed basically. You get five workouts a week for 10 weeks. And the first eight weeks are all with me this last two weeks are transitioning into fit to be and giving you some variety of tummy safe fitness in a whole different variety of stuff that I do. But those first eight weeks kind of follow a pattern. All of the workouts are somewhere between eight and 20 minutes. They don't get longer than that, but they get more complicated or more challenging or more um yeah just a little bit different so it's never like you have to work out more it's always just that small nugget of time um and then like the first week is standing core balance type stuff the second or not the first week the first workout of the week the second workout is the band work that everybody is everybody's favorite The second, yeah, you love it. The second or the third one is lower body. The fourth one is upper body. And then the fifth one is some combination of something that I've pre-recorded for fit to be. Like it might be a wall workout. It might be hula hooping. It might be, you know, any number of things, a little bit of variety. And then each week it gets just a little bit more challenging. We might add some resistance bands. We might add some weights, you know, with the, we, we eventually add a little bit of jumping, we add a little bit of lunging, a little squatting. Um, it's a, it's it, but the whole time I'm like exaggerating my breath into my little microphone. So, you know, exactly when you're supposed to be breathing and I'm helping you to understand if, if this is too much, do a little bit less. If this is too easy, add a little bit more weight, you know, kind of giving you that permission and to be to make it your own workout, not just to be keeping up with me. Yes. Um. So I feel like that's kind of how it's set up. When you started, were you? did you feel like you had to repeat any of the weeks? Because you have the option to kind of take longer at a week. Did you feel like each week you were ready for the next week, or did you feel like you needed to take some extra time?
1: I... I don't think I repeated any weeks. Like I felt at the end of each week, I felt comfortable with with moving forward. Yep.
0: And how did your pelvic floor feel as you were going through? Did you feel connected to that? Yes.
1: No symptoms? No symptoms. Nope. I mean, even, you know, towards the end of the course, you know, we, we got into like some planking and like that kind of stuff too. And I mean... It felt great. I mean, I will say now, I mean, now I'm about five months postpartum, and I have tried adding in, like, some full planks here and there, and I am, it's almost like I'm, I experience, like, some slight, almost, like, prolapse type mm-hmm. feeling, like, when I do that,
0: i never... The yeah. pressure going in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah. And
1: so it's like, nope, I guess
0: I'm not ready for that yet. And to be honest, I just feel like planks are totally overrated. They're yeah. not very functional. It's just like if it's something that's already built into a workout and you don't want to modify it. Okay. If, if you're a big yogi, you know... There's some planks going through sun salutation and downward dog that you want to feel like you can do, but even then, you're not sitting there holding a plank. You're moving yeah. through the plank position. You're yeah. moving through a push-up position, but I just feel like it's not. It's they're overrated for what they don't do. What we think they're they're doing. Then there's so many other things you can do with your core, and I think that that's. We talk about the bands. Um, we well, The bands are, are kind of like these surgical tubings with handles that attach to a door. And what's really great about that is that the pulling against that band triggers our internal stabilizers, which is our core and our pelvic floor, also our rotator cuff, our hip stabilizers. And that combination of getting your stabilizers and your movers to work together in a way that you can really feel it is just so empowering. It, it's yes. like, oh, there's my core. I can really I, just, do it. I
1: feel really good about it too, because even though it's like, okay, I, I maybe am not ready or I can't do a full plank now, like I'm okay with it. Yeah. Whereas, you, you know, after I,
0: ball.
1: yeah. Whereas yeah. after I have the water, it's like, well, it is what it is. I'm just going to keep doing it anyways. Like, sure. it, you know.
0: To some extent, you would use that as a measure of what your strength is. And that's not always the right right measure. And I think that that's the, the other thing that this work, this functional core rehab, functional pelvic floor rehab gives you is more insight into what is real strength. You know, sometimes what we're measuring strength in the gym does, like I said, does not translate to strength in real life. I want strength in real life. And I want that strength of being able to sit and stand, you know, at my kid's, you know, track me on the bleachers without my back going out, you know, it doesn't matter if I could do a plank for 30 seconds. If I can't do that, then what does that plank even matter? Right. 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 So we want to, we want to make it meaningful. And, and then that strength kind of multiplies itself because your life becomes your core workout. Right. And then you choose things in your fitness to supplement what's missing in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like chest openers, yeah. You know, like working on, you know, that hip extension when we're doing a lot of hip flexion and, you know, those, those getting some, some fast twitch muscle work in by doing those little jumps and, and kind of getting the fast twitch muscles to be able to respond so that when you do cough and you sneeze, you have access to the fast twitch component of that pelvic floor, um, as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah um so you went through all of Core smart fitness um was there any part that you were like uh felt like a a real victory to you like that you you know you mentioned the plank and I know that that was like felt like oh I could see a light at the end of the tunnel where we're going here but were there other things that you did and you were like ah I'm I'm excited that I'm able to do that again
1: well the jumping too for sure I mean you know even just i mean i remember like um so i live in minnesota so um in the fall you know we have a lot of like the corn mazes and the corn pits and like you know a lot of that stuff and i remember um when my daughter was like a year old maybe she maybe it was when she was 2 either way um it's like we went to one of them they had those huge jumping pillows it's like these rubber it's almost like a trampoline, but it's like a big pillow, like on the ground. And like, I wanted so badly to get out with her. And I went on and I tried jumping like three times and I like peed my pants, you know, like, and so sure. after, after, you know, being however many weeks postpartum I was when we start, when we introduced that jumping in the Core Smart Fitness program and I could do a few jumps, you know, and there was nothing. It was like,
0: oh my gosh, you know, like... I feel mm-hmm. like the old me is, you know, not the old me, but, right around the corner. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you see some hope, and you know, jumping is not for everybody. Not everybody's going to get back to jumping, and and um, I'm actually working on a whole uh, another course, an advanced pelvic floor course that does actually implement some more higher impact stuff for people that want to get back to doing running and yeah, trampoline work and jumpy jacks and stuff like that. And, and really accessing the that that component of their pelvic floor. That's not for everybody. But there is, like I said, there's a meaning and an intention about why we introduce it in this course, just a little bit. And we give people modifications, you know, so that they can feel but the biggest thing that I've heard from, from people in that is the empowering feeling that Oh, I can do a little jump. Yeah. Like it's not like oh, I can never do this again. And and that self evaluation of where am I at is I'm not just going to keep doing twenty of these because that's what the instructor's doing. It's very you know like let's let's jump and let's see how you're landing and see how you're lifting and see where you feel this and then and then let's try this and see where you're at and yes. um it, you know we we hold your hand through it so that you feel safe um yeah. moving forward. Yeah. All right. Well that's super fun. So you're five months postpartum now and um you have done course part fitness. What's your what's your routine now? Like do you have a combination of stretches, functional things, exercises that you're doing? What what's kind of have you where are you at right now in your kind of what your routine is?
1: Um so I love bar. Um mm-hmm. and so I I'm doing that um Kind of as like my daily workout, but I'm still modifying. Like, I, you know, I'm still working the core, like the breath work into my Mm -hmm. workouts. I am going a lot slower than the pace of the class is just so I can, you know, breathe at the right times. And, you know, I mean, just making sure that I'm being safe about it. And like I mentioned earlier, it's like I will try more advanced things once in a while. And when they don't work, it's fine. You know, it's,
0: yeah, we're just um, testing the water. Testing yeah, the water. Um,
1: but I, I still do a lot of like the um, stretches from like the um, floor of your core course. I do the hamstring stretch a ton all the time. I mean, um, I'll I still get the bands out all the time to do the chest stretches and all that stuff too. So I feel like I, I mean, I do like my normal workout. You know, mm-hmm. during the day, but then I'm—I mean, I still have all of my like core the stuff,
0: tools and strategies, and and kind of lifestyle, and and really, what I tell people, it's not like you have to do it all the time, but you—it's—I mean, it's a resource for you. You like, oh gosh, I—you know, the baby had a, is cutting a tooth, and I'm holding her a ton. Yes. I know what my body needs. Yes. I need these opening things and I know where to get them, yes. you know? So it's, 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 these are lifelong skills to be able to communicate with your body, right? Your body is saying this and I have a, a really healthy response to that request. And that's what I want people to have that it's, you know, I can legitimately say that I'm, I would say pain free, but that doesn't mean that I don't have pain. That means that when my body starts to, have discomfort I address it before it becomes pain (laughs) right I know how to go there and or whatever other symptom it's not always pain sometimes it's heaviness in the pelvic floor a little bit of leakage or or some cramping or some instability I I know what my body is saying and I have tools and strategies to address that to set myself up for success instead of just ignoring it power throughing it forgetting about it because I don't know what to do with that information or being frustrated by it and just saying screw it I'm going to do this anyway you know it's it's a smarter way to move forward yeah so that's super exciting okay well this has been really fun is there anything that you wish I mean you've kind of already answered this question but is there anything that you wish people would know or you would have known sooner um like if you could go back in time and tell your your younger self, like, oh, this is what you should know, what would that be? Oh, I just,
1: I think for all of, like, the women who are, I mean, I'll, I, I will probably just speak to women who are pregnant, or going to be pregnant, or, you know, um, just because that's really where my journey began, but, I mean, if you can kind of figure out, how to connect with that pelvic floor, have good alignment to help the baby be in good positioning while also helping yourself, um, you know, so that you can have that connection to to your pelvic floor. Like, it not only makes the labor and delivery easier, but it makes just postpartum and it makes everything better. I mean, it's it's like from my first postpartum experience to my second, I mean, it's unbelievable the the, um, differences. And I mean, my midwife even told me, um, when I was, you know, pushing for two minutes with my son or however long I pushed for, I mean, Mm -hmm. she's like, you stretched beautifully. Like, you know, everything was like contracting and relaxing really nice. And, um, you know, it's, it's not all about the Kegel. I mean, I was, this is kind of a little segue, but with, with my daughter, um, Every time they would check like my fundal height. they would always say, oh, my gosh, your your core is so tight. Your core is so tight. And to me, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Like my core is tight. That's great. You know, but it really it really didn't work to my advantage. Like there was no releasing at all of that pelvic floor. It was all just so tight all the time. And, um, you know, it's
0: not the same as strength. A strong muscle (laughs) needs to be able to engage and relax. So yes. we really think about like how connected are we to that muscle and how you know, because sometimes tightness is just tightness. We don't yes. see some of these tight hamstrings and go, ooh, they've got strong hamstrings. Right. We say they've got tight hamstrings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it's it's being able to turn on and turn off and and having blood flow and feeling that movement because there is this this beautiful balance between stability and mobility, flexibility and strength. And we need both of those things um, for your body to function the way it's supposed to.
1: So, Right. And so just, you know, um, giving yourself the opportunity to be able to connect with those muscles, but then just also know that you're worth the time that, you know, it, it takes, I mean, it it's a commitment obviously to go through like a rehab program and to go through, um, like the core smart fitness. I mean, it's a commitment, but it's I mean,
0: you're you're worth it. It absolutely. And you know what, we say this all the time. You know, if mom's out of commission, the whole family falls apart. Yes. Right? So it's really like it's you know, women sometimes have a hard time investing the time, the money you know, and just even the belief that they're worth it. And it's weird how we do that. But real, you know, think about what happens to the whole family unit when you're out of commission. And then you think this is worth that investment. This is worth that investment.
1: Yeah, I mean, how dumb is it that you can go out and spend like $150 on your kids clothes, you know, but then it's like, right. well, to invest in my
0: long term, you know, pelvic health, hmm, you know, like it's yeah. just I would rather just buy, you know, pads and and pee in my it, pants. Yes. yes. You know, which is gonna yes. be more expensive in the long run. Um, yes. you know, and save that money for my my toddler's gymnastics class. Let right. me tell you, your toddler's not even gonna remember gymnastics. Right. Um <laughs> you know yes. yes that's a great investment but you are that investment as well. And and I think also, you know, as a mom, if you, sometimes I I tell people, think about what you would say to your children, like what you give to your children right now, what you would say to your children when they have pain or when they are, are being a mom, you would say, you need to take care of yourself. You're important. Yes. You need, we sometimes need to be our own mother we need yes. to nurture yes. Mother. To
1: mother ourselves
0: yes and and that's okay that's yeah. that's important we have a built-in skill to mother mother just mother yourself a little bit and yeah. in, in in the the healthiest form of that that term <laughs> yeah. yeah well that this has been great i think that people um will really resonate with your story and be encouraged by it, you know, and you you were able to kind of share what was hard, what you didn't know, um, and kind of some of the mistakes you made, even though you had tried to get help, it wasn't the right help. I always tell people just because you've tried something and it doesn't didn't hadn't work doesn't mean that there isn't something out there that will work, yes, you know and and what I tell professionals is. Just because you don't know how to do this yet, doesn't mean that you can't learn how to do this. And it yeah. doesn't mean that it can't be done. Just because I don't know how to treat something, I'm not arrogant enough to say it cannot be treated. Yeah, It just means I don't know how to treat, right? So recognizing that sometimes you maybe haven't found the right resource yet or the right approach yet. Um, That doesn't mean that it's not treatable. It just means you might need to try something new. And I know that that's really hard for somebody that's already invested time and energy and hope into a process that didn't work out. I just encourage you to keep trying and maybe it's not my program. Maybe it's somebody else's approach that works because there are a lot of great approaches out there. Maybe something else is the right fit for you, but don't give up because I believe the body has an incredible capacity to heal and that strength is, is life changing. It's life changing. Yeah. All right. Thanks Mackenzie. Yes. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, It was really a a really fun interview, and hopefully you got a lot out of it. We're going to have some additional resources in our podcast notes like we always do. And you can always find out more about Floor of Your Core at thetummyteam.com and our Tummy Smart Fitness or our Core Smart Fitness course. Um, We would love to help you not only be strong for the life you were meant to live, but actually live the life you love and do it pain-free and strong. And that's what we do here at the Tummy Team. So. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.